Hello and welcome to the Theological Family Ministry Podcast, a podcast that exists to equip and help parents as well as children's ministry workers teach the children in their care a biblical worldview as well as help them understand and capture the great vision of Scripture. We, as always, are hosted by Tony Tresoni, myself, the family pastor of Westminster Baptist Church in Westminster, Maryland, as well as Ben Palaz, my co-host, who is the family pastor of Curtis Baptist Church in Augusta, Georgia. And today we have a special guest. We are joined today by Anna Van Wetchel as we are concluding our two-part podcast interview with Anna, the director and VBS Reach Out Adventures, amazing VBS ministry, uh, who creates a VBS that wonderfully captures the truths of scripture, has a gospel worldview, and has so many other benefits. And we encourage you to take a listen in. Why does it VBS Reach Out encourage tallying decisions for Christ to record in a report or something like that? Well, you know, we fully believe that God is the one who works repentance and faith in the heart. So our job is to proclaim the gospel, and God's going to do the rest. So we definitely encourage children to put their faith in Christ and believe in the gospel and the work that Christ has done for us. You know, all throughout the VBS week, we, we do that. We encourage that. And if they express their faith, a newfound faith in, in Jesus that week, that they, they've come to believe in Jesus, then we rejoice and we celebrate and we never minimize that. That's very key because that's what we're praying for and that's what we're trusting God to do through the teaching of his word and the proclamation of the gospel. But we really aren't in the business of counting decisions, you know, because only God knows the heart. He's the one that works salvation. It's by grace through faith, not by works, so that no man can boast. Amen. So, yeah, that's the heart of, of why we don't do that. I think so often VBSs that do that, or really ministries even that focus so much in that tallying, can produce so many false assurance cases. You know, I, I think almost everybody has known, met someone who doesn't go to church, has no interest in God, that will say, you know, I raised my hand at this VBS. Uh, maybe I was baptized at so-and-so church or different things like that, you know, that I accepted Jesus into my heart, but they never proved it never showed true understanding of faith by following the Lord as their personal Lord of their life. Yeah, yes, that's true. And, you know, we just have to pray that God will water the seeds that are planted and we do all we can for follow-up and, you know, keeping in that child's life and that discipleship after VBS is the key, you know, drawing them into the church and ministering to them there and having them be a part of your worship and your Sunday school as much as you can so that that child can grow and learn and and that seed that was planted at VBS can be watered. And how does Reach Out utilize the games, crafts, songs, and even the skits to reinforce the lesson? You know, um, so our games and snacks are, you know, they really fit around the adventure theme, and it's kind of hard to make them reinforce the lessons. Yes, but our of crafts, <laughs> Our crafts usually include the day's Bible verse or a phrase that points the children back to what they learned in the lesson. And we always introduce those crafts with something that's going to help them tie that craft in with the biblical message so that it's just, again, reinforcing the message. And, you know, then they take that craft home and their parents see the verse or whatever, you know, the phrase that's on it, and they can explain to their parents what they learned. 
Um, of course, our songs are written very specifically and chosen to tie in with usually with one of the lessons or the gospel presentation or the overarching biblical theme. But we don't just choose random songs. No. But they're written very specifically to just, again, teach that message so that the children are instilling that, you know, it's being instilled in the children's hearts. And then our skits, they're really fun, and they add a lot of humor, and we actually weave them through all the elements of the opening and closing assemblies each day. But they're really designed with the purpose of bringing the gospel presentation to life. So they're not just for fun and humor, but they help the kids to see the gospel at work. And so usually one of the characters in, in the skit you know, begins as an unbeliever and has a changed heart by the end of the week and comes to believe in Jesus and the gospel. And it's, you know, and it's, it's, a, it's a fun thing and a wonderful thing for the kids to see what it means to come to repentance and, and faith. And then the, you know, if there's a character in there who is a believer, you know, a lot of times, you know, the, the Christian kid can kind of be the Pharisee or get into sort of legalism. And so that, that character also sees their own sin yeah. and maybe their pride or, or, you know, something. And they come to confess that sin as well along the way. So... That's, you know, we, we just try to make every single aspect of the day, as much as we can, we try to have it focus around that biblical message. You know, though, I do wish you incorporated more snacks that used bacon in them. Uh, and I, <laughs> I think that uh, Ben probably wishes that you included some instructions how you might use protein powder in some of the recipes. Right. <laughs> Great idea. I'll put that down for the future. <laughs> I really did appreciate how the just the different elements, it presents the gospel, but then also once you come to Christ, then following him after. And so how that's, that's woven into the, uh, the gospel presentation itself and then uh, just different look with the skits. And so I think that's helpful for kids to see that it doesn't end here. Now it's, it's a new life right. and, and there are threats to that and, and that kind of thing. So That's right. That's right. But how does Reach Out emphasize home discipleship and, and why do you take that approach? So, as we know, the home is the primary place where discipleship happens, you know, parent to child. And so we feel like the VBS week is really a great time to encourage that and to actually get the kids initiating it in some ways, which is what our programs do. So every child receives a book, and it's a substantial book that includes all their songs and their memory work, the gospel presentation, the books of the Bible, their Bible lesson worksheets. And everything they do throughout that week is centered around those books. And as they complete their work through the week, they're earning stickers to complete a picture in it. For instance, like an Upward Bound, they're outfitting a hiker with his backpacking gear. Or in Space Probe, they're completing a space station. The kids, even the fifth and sixth graders, get really excited about those stickers. You wouldn't think that kids today, with all that they have, yes, <laughs> they do. In stickers, do. but they they love it and it's very yeah yeah it's very motivating for them you know especially i think of those third and fourth grade and fifth and sixth grade boys you know how who, as you mentioned ben you know some of the kids didn't want to come at first last year because you know they're getting too old for vbs well 
we have churches come back to us and say our fifth and sixth graders were the most enthusiastic you know because and somehow they they just end up really really loving that and getting into it so anyway their work is done partly at VBS but then also when they go home and so the goal is for their parents to help them learn the verses and to encourage them in reading what we call Bible Explo, which actually is it's a daily Bible reading because we're trying to encourage them to begin this habit uh, or continue if they're you know church kids a habit of reading the Bible every day, and so the parents are involved in helping them do that, and then the the children also do service and mercy projects around the home or in their neighborhoods as part of their goals each day, and they may be as simple as just cleaning up their rooms or helping with their siblings or doing something for a lonely neighbor, but. You know, it's really great because, you know, being summertime, it gives the kids meaningful things to focus on that help them grow spiritually. And, you know, the parents come back and they just love how enthusiastically helpful that their, their kids were. So, you know, we just feel like it's, you know, a lot of times churches will say to us, oh, our kids are never going to work at home. Or if they take their books home, they're never going to bring them back. But the way this thing is designed kids do they rise to the occasion and they want to earn those stickers and you know there's that little competition in there that fun friendly competition that we include in it and so they get motivated and um, so it gets parents and kids working together and another thing that's really really key here and one of the reasons why we emphasize the home discipleship is that for children in the community who don't attend church they're bringing that book home, and that book has the gospel in it. Yes, it and does. they're memorizing the word, and it introduces those parents to the Bible and the gospel. And, you know, sometimes it's the first time. And it can really be a powerful tool of evangelism and, and outreach to those families. Amen. Very good. That's wonderful. Yeah, and I really do appreciate how that encourages the idea that I think parents are the primary disciplers. You know, it's not just the parents drop off, but parents need to be involved in working with their own children at home. And I think in every area of ministry, it's so important to have that focus. And I appreciate the VBS reach out is one of the few VBSs that really do embrace that. Amen. It's a big and important part of it. How can churches best pursue follow-up with VBS families and VBS reach out? You know, this this is really key to me because after VBS is over, most of the staff is tired. You know, we're tempted to just sort of consider VBS a done deal and kind of move on with our lives. And, and that's totally understandable because it is tiring. You know, there's some things that I'd like to share that I think can help counter that. Um, first, I like that you said BBS families, because our goal is not just to reach the children, but their parents and their whole families. And that has been done. But follow-up starts during the BBS week with building relationships with community parents as they drop off and pick up their children. And that should include not only teachers, but the church's pastors. You know, and I firmly believe that even if the pastors can't be involved throughout the VBS day, that they're, them being a presence at the beginning of the day and at the end, you know, being there to greet people and meet the community parents is really a, a really important thing. And that goes a long way to sort of beginning and establishing relationships that you can then build on after, you know, after the VBS and, you know, VBS should really be a whole church event from the beginning to the end. 
with the congregation seeing it as such a great opportunity to reach out to neighborhood families. You know, our church children should be discipled in seeing themselves as hosts and hostesses. You know, they're the ones who welcome and get to know the new children who come rather than just sticking with their, their own friends from church. And if the whole church can catch the vision for that, then VBS can reach whole families for Christ. And, you know, I think the closing program is really key for the whole follow-up um, idea because, you know, the whole congregation should really be invited and encouraged to attend that closing program. And the leadership of the church should be there, even if they haven't been involved during the VBS week. They should be there to mingle with and welcome the community parents. Um, and, of course, it's very critical that the pastor or the pastors are there and actually welcome the guests from the front, you know, thank them for sending their children, etc. Um, I also think churches should have brochures announcing follow-up events, you know, youth programs, Sunday school, and worship times, etc., to, to give out at that closing program. And then, you know, afterwards, as those events come closer in time, to send out invites to families, you know, and that kind of thing. But, you know, as we talk about this, I've you know, brought up the pastors and the leadership, and there's something we haven't touched on that I'd like to circle back around to that, that I think is really key, and that's the role of leadership and pastors in VBS. I want to underscore this because I really believe that the most successful VBSs, spiritually speaking, are those where the church leadership is completely on board, enthusiastic and supportive from the pulpit, you know, praying for it and all of that. You know, it doesn't mean they have to be involved during the VBS day, but they need to be the cheerleaders for the directors and staff and, and a voice to the congregation of the vital importance of that ministry. And, you know, I don't want to wax on about this, but I can't emphasize it enough. You know, one time a pastor told me that the phrase they were always taught in seminary was, don't mess with VBS. Oh, no. <laughs> And, you know, I'm sure it was said in jest, and the idea was, you know, let the women do their thing. But I feel like it's a completely wrong message. Because, you know, VBS is this huge undertaking with big evangelistic and discipleship potential. And the staff needs the encouragement and the whole, and wholehearted support along the way. And if they feel that the leadership doesn't care or believe in its importance, they'll lose steam fast. And then you'll have a harder and harder time getting the congregation behind it, you know, getting the needed volunteers, etc. And then one last thing that I really believe strongly, too, is that the volunteer pool needs to include men. Yeah. You know, the young boys, oh, it's so important. Those young boys of VBS need to see that Christianity and that loving and following Jesus is not just for women, you know. It's, it's, they need to see those men and have those men involved. And so I'd like to applaud you guys because you. it's clear that you're involved in your VBSs. You know, you're ministering to children and families, and that's a beautiful thing. And that's going to go a long way in impacting young boys for Christ. Thank you. And, you know, I want to piggyback on that because I know we do have a lot of listeners that are men, that are young men and men of different ages as well. And I know that many times different people can't serve in VBS because of day jobs. And we, of course, understand that. But I want to encourage all listeners and especially the men to see how you might be able to serve in any way with VBS. You know, uh, almost any church is, I think, in a struggle to find very many men to serve in the role of VBS. But like Anna said, I 
I think that is just such an incredible role, and it is just such a rewarding experience that I think anyone who serves in VBS, and, and most certainly men who serve in VBS, are going to be blessed themselves by the experience, but also be able to shape the next generations in ways that they would never have thought possible. Amen. Yep. Amen. How can churches, Anna, be intentional about reaching the unchurched through VBS? You know, Tony, so often in thinking about this, our minds kind of go to finding some really good strategies for getting the word out and making our VBS appealing to children in the community, etc. And those are really important to have. You know, we need to have good strategies. But there's something really more fundamental, I think, that we need to pray for and teach and model within our church body related to this, and definitely with our children. And that's a genuine love and heart for those who don't yet know Jesus. You know, I think too often our children in our churches are really good little Pharisees. And I know that because I was up there with the best of them as I was growing up yes. as a kid. Yeah. <laughs> you know, our church children can sometimes develop that sense of kind of being better than their neighbors and friends who don't go to church and, you know, develop that sort of we versus them mentality. And often, sadly, it's fostered either knowingly or unknowingly by us as parents as we try to protect our children from the evil influence of the world. You know, one time a mom said to me, I don't really want our church to have VBS because I don't want my children around all those heathen kids. <laughs> and, you know, most of us would never say those words out loud. But we might think them in our hearts, and our kids can pick up on that. So, you know, for our children and our churches, to really be intentional and focused on reaching the unchurched and welcoming them to VBS, we and our kids need to know in our heart of hearts that we are just as broken and in need of the gospel as the most hardened criminal on the planet, and certainly as much as our neighbors and our friends who don't know Jesus. You know, if, our, if we and our kids don't know and believe that, I don't think that we'll ever be effective in our churches at reaching others for Jesus and inviting them and welcoming them in, whether it's to VBS or anything else, really. But once we understand the depths of our sin and our need for the gospel every single moment of every day, then we'll have the heart needed to reach out and love and invite and welcome our unchurched friends and neighbors to VBS. You know, so fostering this in our children is really of the utmost importance, I think, in this question. Because our children inviting their friends is the most effective way of reaching the unchurched in VBS. You know, I love George Barna's book, Transforming Children into Spiritual Champions. And one of the things he says in there is, We have discovered that peer-to-peer -peer evangelism among young children, one kid leading another to the foot of the cross, for a life-changing encounter with Jesus is one of the most prolific and effective means of evangelism in the nation. So, you know, in the 50s and 60s, you know, churches used to have bus ministries where they'd drive around the cities and pick up kids for VBS. You know, can you imagine that? That would never happen today. We're so living in a different world now. And so in this post-Christian society, you know, people are incredibly suspect of the church. So the strategies that we used years ago don't work anymore. Most unchurched families won't come to, to a random church for VBS, but when Absolutely. they know your child and your family, they're far more likely to be interested. So, you know, we need to publicize like crazy 
and our director guide, um, our reach out director guide has ideas that we've laid out for publicity. But really the best strategy for focusing on drawing in unchurched kids is to get our kids to invite their friends. And we as a church need to work on that long before VBS starts. So here's some practical things that I think are helpful for churches and ways that they can foster that. You know, to help our kids have a heart for this, we adults and children's ministry leaders, we need to do all we can to facilitate this. So here's some suggestions. Um, in advance of EBS, I suggest that we devote some Sunday school hours to getting the kids really thinking intentionally about VBS. You know, talk and pray with them about the kind of heart that we need to have, you know, all that we've just been talking about, and then writing down the names of the children that they'd like to invite. Then start praying for those children and their families together, and encourage your church kids to talk with their parents about those kids, and start praying with their parents about that possibility. Another thing you can do also in, you know, maybe a special event uh, at church or Sunday school if you want to, or uh, a kids club in the evening, make a small gift of cookies or something similar that the children can attach to a VBS flyer to give to their friends when they're inviting them. Another thing is to, to really talk with our kids about how they need to see themselves as hosts and hostesses. You know, not only at BBS, but whenever they're at church, you know, they need to be the ones welcoming the new kids, sitting with them, you know, trying to make a friendship with them rather than just sticking with their close friends and their, you know, where they're comfortable. If the kids are developing that kind of heart, this will come about more naturally to them, you know, the kind of heart we've talked about, about really loving those who don't know Jesus. But, you know, it's always going to be a battle because of our sinful bent. So in our children's ministries, we really need to be intentional about fostering that with them. Another thing uh, similar to that is I think we need to focus adult Sunday school on this before BBS. You know, for, for the adults to realize how important this BBS ministry is, um, you know, it really should be a church-wide outreach. And everyone from kids to adults is really key to making it effective. You know, frankly, adults desperately need to be encouraged at this host and hostess mentality. You know, I can't tell you the number of times I've had, I've talked with someone who's visited a church, not even just for the first time, but they'll maybe go for a month and not one person has greeted them, let alone found out who they are. And you know, that's such a travesty. You know, what if what if this were someone who just finally got up the courage to attend church after avoiding it all their lives and no one talks with them? So building that mentality way before VBS, both of, you know, we are here in the church, we wanna be, we wanna welcome, we wanna invite, we want to make this place a place that will feel uh, loving and, and welcoming and a place that could be home for these unchurched families if, if God brings them to VBS or brings them to church. And, um, you know, I think being intentional on building that kind of a church culture way in advance of VBS all through the year, I think will make a huge, huge difference in that church. And I believe that if the leadership and the whole church can realize what a unique opportunity VBS provides at introducing the unchurched to Jesus and the gospel and will engage in its ministry, there's no telling how God will use it to change lives for eternity.
That's wonderful. I appreciate that. You know, and I think even in our church, that testifies so much to the truth of the importance of that inviting culture and, you know, and understanding the importance of the gospel in that. You know, we, last year in our VBS and registration, we required that everyone who attended, especially for the first time, uh, specify where that they've heard about our VBS, where, where were they were informed about our VBS, and to just kind of give an idea for us of how we can focus on that. And we did a lot. We canvassed our area. Area with uh, with brochures, with uh, posters, for things like that for the VBS. But yet we found that personal invites were dramatically more effective than even all of that combined. I mean, it was so clear that the personal invite was the key to success and growing our VBS. Absolutely, that's so true. And and as I said before, far more true now than it was you know even when I was growing up. So I just think that's the key. We need, as, as you know, people within the church body, we need to be making friendships and building relationships with people who are outside the church. That, that's the key. And getting our kids excited about, about that idea of, you know, this is, VBS is a great place. It's a lot of fun. And this is a perfect place where I can invite my friends from school and kids in the neighborhood. And it could be life-changing for them. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you. And as a last question, I want to ask, you know, I think our listeners might be blessed to hear any stories that you have of how God has used Reach Out and those around Reach Out to pass down a God-sized vision to the next generations. Much in the way our podcast is really about passing down that God-sized vision and the gospel-centered children's ministry and ways in which that has been the case and amazing stories of how God has used different people. Yes, you know, I could go on and on. There's so many, so many things that I could say, but I think I'd start first with just, you know, you made a comment um, after I told the history of Reach Out, you made a comment about just, you know, the evidence, the testimony it was to God's faithfulness to the generations of how my, you know, it was my parents who began it, and then, and then I um, began developing it, but it's so much more than that. I didn't get a chance to say that the church that I was called to in Seattle was pastored by my brother, Steve Leonard, and he, along with the church leadership, very much wanted to see this VBS formalized, and so it was really a commitment on their part. I was on staff, but they allowed me to spend time, along with the members of the church, to develop and and formalize this curriculum because they truly believed in it, and it was Steve's wife, my sister-in-law, Bronwyn Rayburn Leonard, who was a theologian in her own right and had this amazing gift at in understanding children and how to communicate the gospel to children. She's the one who wrote the deep and profound Bible lessons that have had such a, an impact and have really been a hallmark of Reach Out. And then my sister Sandy, for years, has given several weeks of her year to fly out to Seattle to help with the shipping. So, you know, it's, it's been this thing that they, that little did my parents know what they were passing on down to their children. But, you know, God has gone beyond that. Um, it's been so amazing to see. God brought someone very significant to have a significant role in the writing of the curriculum early on. And, and she was a Jew, Laura Lind, who was raised in an unbelieving home, but who God brought to faith in Christ in her young adult years. And there are so many, many more that I could name, you know, and this really isn't the place, uh, but they know who they are. 
the point is that over the years, God has brought many people from all walks of life to be a part of this ministry and for ministry because it's not been something that they've made a lot of money out of. They, they really haven't. It's been for ministry because they've been convinced of the work that God does in children and families through VBS. And I just pray that churches all around the world will continue to carry and pass on the torch of commitment to VBS to the next generation. Wonderful. Thank you so much. And as we do know, you know, there's a great treasury in heaven of crowns for those who've served and these vital roles of shaping children's ministry, sometimes unspoken of, sometimes unrecognized, but we are truly appreciative. And more than that, God is appreciative of all those who listen and are involved in children's ministry and on all those who have shaped things like VBS Reach Out Adventures so that we might be able to bless the next generations. Well, thank you so much, Anna. Thank you, too, Tony. This has been a privilege and a joy, and I just pray that God really uses all your podcasts to have such an impact in the church and in, in parents' lives and in children's ministry workers all around the country and around the world. Anna, for churches that are looking to find more information about VBS Reach Out and how they might be able to utilize it in their areas of ministry, where can they find more information? So you can go to our website, it's vbsreachout.com, and there's a lot there that tells you a lot about who we are and what we believe about VBS. It'll give you all the important information about what Upward Bound it specifically is. Of course, our store is there, so it shows you all the different products that are available. And, and you know, our, our phone number's there. We love to talk with our customers. So... Um, we'd just love for you to call us, and we often have long half-hour conversations with customers who just, you know, they, they don't want to read everything, or they just want to hear it from a, a human person, so we'd love to talk with you, so totally feel free to, to give us a call and check it out, and you can order, if you're interested in it, we have a starter kit that's available for a 30-day review, and you know, if you don't like what you see, you can always return it, it's, so it's risk-free, but if you like what you see, you can get going on your planning and then order the rest of your materials. So, yeah, we'd love to, love to have a connection with you. Well, Anna, thank you for joining us today for the podcast. We are so appreciative of you lending us your time and being able to talk about your excellent VBS that you guys produce, as it's been a blessing both of our churches, and we think it can be a blessing to uh, the churches of anyone who was, might be listening to this podcast today. And perhaps it's your first time listening to the Theological Family Ministry podcast. I want to thank you for joining us. And to everyone, I want to encourage you to listen to us on SoundCloud. You can download us on iTunes as well. I encourage you to like it if you like the podcast, as well as consider sharing it, perhaps on social media or even in person. And again, we want to thank you for joining us today, and may the Lord bless you, and may you have an exciting and wonderful VBS this year.